Hey, beautiful listeners, this is the HEA Book Club, and I'm indie romance author Samurai Tool. With me is my best friend Kelsey as we chat, laugh, and swoon over fictional men with often questionable morals. If you want to become part of the podcast creation process, go to battleofthetropes.com and you can help support our podcast while also voting in which topics we cover next month. Again, that's battleofthetropes.com, and this is the HEA Book Club. Hello and welcome to the HEA Book Club. I'm Summer O'Toole. I'm a romance author. With me is my best friend and co-host, Kelsey. Hello, everyone. And our guest today to talk about star-crossed lovers, past life, reincarnation in romance is dark romance author Naomi Loud. Hi. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited. Naomi, her first book, Was I Ever Here, is... Get out the first one. I was like, what's going on? (laughs) Once I ever hear, I beta read it and it was fantastic. Currently, Alpha reading the second book. And let's just go right into the weekly hots because that is my weekly hot. That's my weekly hot. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, Naomi wrote the best spice scene I think I've literally ever read. Ever. Like, I'm pretty sure Kelsey also heard about it this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) How's your weekend? And I was like, well. I have not yet stopped thinking about it. It's like, and I even, I I lost, when I DM'd, I was like, am I crazy? Like, why am I still thinking about this? And you were like, no, no. (laughs) And like, I don't really want me to read this. Because I've only heard just how obsessed you two are over this singular scene. Let alone... (laughs) Once the book actually comes out and I'll get to be right there with y'all. Oh, I can't wait. I really can't wait. Well, that's my weekly hot. Sorry to steal yours. Maybe you can come up with another one while Kelsey is telling us. (laughs) I have one, actually. I do have one. Okay. It's from... So I've had really a hard time finding a five-star read lately. Like, I was just, like, drowning... I've had solid four stars, but, like, five stars was, like, a struggle. But I'm also really picky. And then I ended up reading the third book of the Riot Boys, or I don't know how the series is called, but it's like Riot House series, basically, the third one. And there was a scene in there. I imploded. Like, I read it and I was like, oh, (laughs) this is going to be a five star. And it definitely was. So should I tell you what the... Was it, did it have to do with the notebook? No. Was there a notebook? Okay. This is like, no, this is, this is like a very similar conundrum that I've not read the series, but in the group chat, some people were reading it and somebody was like, yeah, the notebook scene. And they're like, what notebook? And they're like, when he came in the notebook and everyone's like, there was a notebook. Like I literally just read this. They're not watching the notebook, the movie. And they, it was just like the question was phrased really weird. And it might not even be the same book, but everybody was like, what notebook? Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot to be like, in a I don't, you know what? I wouldn't even pass, like, like he would do that though. Like he would actually, <laughs> I'm like, maybe I did forget about this. But, oh God. He was, cause I'm really, I'm not a big fan of like high school romance, but I've been sort of like 
try it out, you know? And this one was like really up my alley because he was just this like super angry, un- misunderstood and just, ugh. yeah. And his like dialogue, his inner dialogue was just perfect. I loved it. Yeah. And that was a really, and I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about the difference between hot and spicy. I have this thing about hot and spicy and it started when I read Priest by Sierra Simone where I was like it wasn't the spiciest book but it was the hottest so like for me it's like if the book is spicy it means it has a lot of spice in it but a book can be hot and have only like two or three scenes you know but the scenes are just out of this world you know so that's that book was hot that book was hot I I feel like everyone could differentiate between hot and spicy just like we could all have our own definition so it's nice to hear yours exactly for sure could it be hot and spicy oh yeah like one or the other oh no it can be hot and spicy for sure (laughs) in that category it's probably hot beforehand yeah I would hope so if it's like it's the tension that really spice up the hot you know <laughs> i've definitely read plenty of books that had spice in it that was not not hot <laughs> exactly exactly my point where you're like i just read this whole thing and i don't know if i even felt anything <laughs> it's like you know what i mean but like taco tingles yeah <laughs> but technically it's spicy you know but you're like oh okay i'm picturing like a like an aisle in the grocery store that's just like all the <laughs> all the what all the different hot sauce and oh <laughs> kelsey i have a i'm gonna pin this conversation because i have a piggyback question but let's get to your weekly hot before i derail the conversation entirely okay so i'm currently reading lords of pain oh <laughs> And it's starting to grow on me. I, I guess it's starting to grow up because I did want to read it today. Was that just because my tape was terrible and I wanted any distraction? Or is it because I like it? Still up in the air. Still in the air. I mean, too. The last summer after book one that, like, I'm just... Like, everyone labels me as the rom-com person. And, like, I have my history with essay. So, like, summer vets, thanks for me. We talked about Lords of Pain, i.e. so we're talking about Lords of Pain so much on the podcast that I just knew so much about it. So when I finally read it, I was like, really not bothered. Now that we're in book two, I still believe that Summer has just like desensitized me to some of these things. But I'm also realizing, and I'm not going to specify here for the sake of my own privacy, that there are some things in this book that like lead back to some of like my initial sexual fantasies and i just have really? really that they're that like i would have never have put my original sexual fantasies like oh gee you know like high school status like in any of these categories but i'm like wow there are some parallels here that's something to mentally ponder summer's giving me a look but i'm gonna keep this to myself or at least i'm not gonna put it on the podcast I know. 
this is actually wait were you done sorry i have a different one that i could add but yeah no, i can be done okay it's actually a great question because the first book it, and it was a great segue you know bridging mm-hmm. the first book lords of pain which did you ever make it through the first book naomi i read the entire series so I'm allowed to have my feelings about the entire thing because I read it to the painful epilogue, man. <laughs> Which like fair. threw me over the edge was the epilogue that was like a hundred pages long, but I'll I'll just <laughs> stop I'm, talking. I'm just long? It's a hundred pages long. <laughs> Is that can that be? Don't even get me started. Everyone's like, get to the epilogue and get so much better. And then I was like. I don't even like it vlogs. Anyways. So yeah, I did read the entire series. Uh, Hilarious. I just indiscriminately bully people into reading this series. This is what? Right here. I bullied people into not reading. (laughs) (laughs) Not your match. No, yeah. Literally, like, I read this series a year ago. In October, actually. And I... That's all I talked about on TikTok. I was like known to be the hater of Lords of Pain. And then I had to like private all those videos because now that I'm an author, like I don't want to like go publicly like, <laughs> you know. So I, I like don't say it pu- publicly really, except like on a podcast, but like on Instagram or TikTok, I'll, like people know. So I'm like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love, and I'm pretty sure I didn't make this up, where you, like, asked in the Instagram stories, like, a question, like, what, what, like, books come to mind when you think of me and everybody's was the theory. I opened that door just, like, completely, people were like, Lords of Pain. And I was like, you know what? I can only be mad at myself. (laughs) You know, like, I do talk about it a lot. It's been a year. How am I not over this? But yeah. Seems like it was a cathartic process for you. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a little necessary just from the vibe that I'm picking up here. <laughs> but I did get a, like a lot of my like, that's how I met Mary. Like there's a lot of people that I like met through the series. So like I'm not, it's like, it's a good, it's a bad for a good, you know, like <laughs> I met my people via that series anyway. So I'll take it as a win. Hilarious. <laughs> And my question, I forgot what it was. No, I remember it. The Lord. Okay, so my question is, if there is no, like, penis and vagina sex, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of other s- sexual things happening. Yeah. <laughs> I, I consider that, like, a spicy book. And yeah. that's what I kind of felt like with Boards of Pain was super spicy, but they, like, weren't having sex until like i think the last like chapter but then with make me which i don't you haven't read but kelsey has read and kelsey was like it's a slow burn and i was like oh, i'm like offended <laughs> like it's like it's not a slow burn and you were like they, you had a chapter called when they finally bang like because it took so long so my question is is it a, is it a slow burn even if they're like getting finger blasted on every other page it's <laughs> not just it's not referring to the sex like to the final P and V. But I don't think it's like a non-spicy book. I would 
have to say that is kind of a slow burn, but it's not, it's a slow burn. It's like, there's a, it's like a slow burn within very spicy books and then slow burn. That's just like typical slow burn. Like, cause I find that was I ever here is kind of a slow burn, but it's not really because like a lot of things happen before even 50%. But technically, like, I feel like there is a slow build there. So yeah, you know, it still can be spicy, okay, but still be a slow burn. There's, there's a fine line to that. Remember, I think it's a lie. It was still incredibly spicy. Okay, good. That's that's all I need to hear. If it's slow and spicy, that's fine. Yeah, slow and spicy is I I kind of like that actually because then there's I'm like for me tension or or nothing right. So then it gives all of the tension. Oh God, I love that shit. Yeah, I would I literally took the word out of my mouth. I was thinking tension. Like you built up that tension to the point where like. I wasn't frustrated to the point where I wanted to put the book down, which is good. But like, I was waiting. Like, I was like, I need this. And that takes a lot more work than just being like, oh, we had sex on page three, which can work for a variety of books as well. But tension. I agree. Because like, I just read a book and I read 50% and I was like, going feral for it i was like oh my god it's so good because it was like they like they like sleep together super early on it was like eight percent in they were already like doing it but there was so so much tension because like it was like hate sex and stuff but then literally and then i i like went on instagram being like oh my god this book is so good and then 50 percent fade to black almost the entire book oh i was like what just happened it was so weird so it was like this bizarre tension. And then they were like, okay, we're done. And they were just skipping everything. It was so bizarre. And I was like, wow, that fizzled hard. Like, that was a weird like, 180 that happened. Yeah. Like, I do not read that book. Whatever it is, I don't want to read that. I've No, no, don't. <laughs> not that fades to black. Especially after they've given you the good stuff. And so I still to be black. Like, no. Exactly. I was like... If it was fade to black all the way through, okay, so it's fade to black. But this was so I was like, oh, cool, more. And no, it's not next chapter. <laughs> I was like, okay, it was really weird. No, I'm not here for it. I'm just thinking of all the times that I've been out at fade to black, and there's it's a list. We got a shit list on fade to black. I had a really hard problem with crawling scenes going fade to black, which is why I wrote Who? a problem. What psychopath would do that? <laughs> I kept getting books that were like crawl to me, and then it was like done. And I was like, what, "What's the point of the crawling then? What is the point?" I was losing it, and I was like, "Well, okay, well, I'll write it then because I can't find a good one." <laughs> I like that. Yeah, attitude. Okay, here's another question, and this I think I I pictured the Venn diagram to be very. Overlappy, not a circle. Okay, overlappy. So, if we're talking like a spicy slow burn, and you're saying, "Oh, it's still spicy because there's tension." To me, there's still a difference though between tension and like other sex stuff that's not penis and vagina sex. Do you know what I mean? Like, if something had a lot of tension but like nobody was coming, 
Yeah. It could still be like a hot book and then a slow burn. But if it's like tension, but like they're doing other things and like people are getting off before the final, like actual sex. I guess that's not a question. No, that's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like, but I feel like those are like, you could continue to chop that down. Like if you're like, oh, it's spicy because there's tension. Tension is not yeah. they're doing spice. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Which is most of like typical slow burns is because of the tensions there, and then you like combust if you're they're just like holding hands because you've been like you know <laughs> nothing has happened. I can't do those. I can't read those. Like I don't think I just. I mean maybe I haven't really tried. <laughs> I've been go. I have like my like sweet spot. You know like. If the tension leaves too early, then I'm bored. But like, if nothing is going on for almost the entire book, then I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> when is it gonna happen? <laughs> I've just have been really enjoying the not sex sex. Yeah, like when, because also like when you're writing them, there's only so many like things you can do with penis and vagina. I know if you're not doing that there's so many other ones I agree like I feel like and I don't know like since it's only I've only written a book and then a book and a half let's say but I feel like I've known I'm noticing that pattern where I only really want to write like two scenes where it's like full penis and vagina you know and then the rest is just everything else you know what I mean yeah it makes it more interesting (laughs) (laughs) Kelsey, do you want to tell us about your book? <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to get around to it. Let's do a challenge where you tell us the plot in no more than three sentences. Oof. Okay. Because if you didn't really like the plot, then like we don't need to go into it. Okay. Okay. Might be four sentences. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gretchen has a nightmare and goes <laughs> Gretchen <laughs> Are we already mad about this? I mean I can do I'm sorry. Gretchen? Gretchen? That's where we're going. <laughs> and Gretchen O'Malley. Surprisingly, this is not the first romance book I've heard of with a Gretchen FMC. Really? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Russian has nightmares. It goes to a... Can we call her, like, Gigi? We can call her Russian, okay? Gigi. No, because there's a dog downstairs named Gigi that lives beneath me, so I can't. I can't do that, personally. Okay, G has continuous nightmares. And goes to a event to find a cure for her nightmares. She meets shamanic practitioner turned vampire Makaha. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I just scared my cat out of the window. <laughs> sorry, you see my issues when I was reading this book? messed up the deadline so i read this book like three weeks ago because for whatever reason i thought that i needed to read it in like two days 
before a podcast episode and then I was in the right podcast episode <laughs> on me nevertheless okay G has nightmares goes to an event where they meet shamanic practitioner turned vampire Makaha who has a spirit guide which is like that's the best part that that he is a spirit guide like that's the most entertaining character in this entire book. G and Makaha were together in a past life, but he burned her in a field of something. As as one does, you know. One does. You know, every Makaha I've met has <laughs> kind of been on <laughs> sugar cane fields. That's what it was. Okay. He gets burned to death in sugarcane fields because of him. Okay. That's my three lines. That was more than three lines, but we really struggled to get through it together. Was it like a standalone? I it, sure hope so. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, it sounds like a fantasy. They're always, there's always another book, I find. It's the reincarnation series, book eight. So there's been seven of these. Uh, really? reincarnation situation so it's like they've been reincarnated right vampire makonga is trying to like do cosmic good he manages to like basically lure g into his den jk it's just his practice to like feed off of her cosmic energy okay mm-hmm. yeah her, 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 her karma and his her yep the energy and Loki ends up making a blood bond with her without her consent. Then he gets fucked over by the gods because he like fucked with, you know, karma. And then he admits to the fact that they used to know each other in about past life. And that's where her nightmares come from. I have a question. Yeah. He's eternal. Yeah. So he's, he, he was still himself. And then she died and then came back kind of thing yeah okay just i just wanted to be <laughs> yeah um because i i that reminds me of nightshade from carrie lake did you hear about that book no that just reminded me of another star crossovers i can talk about that one too. <laughs> so very unique book where does where does gretchen fall in love along this journey oh. She's a an artist, which is kind of cool. So she's a type of what? Oh, no. <laughs> That's like one of my, like, I cannot deal with tattoos in books. They're always missed. Like, there's always something weird about it that's just not accurate that I'm like, no. <laughs> well, he's beating off her karmic whatever, cosmic justice situation. And she's like, I can't do anything for free. Because he was like healing her nightmares. So she's like, let's trade. She's like, I'll fix up your tattoos. You heal me of my nightmares. And then somewhere in there, a blood bond gets made. I'm going to ask her to drink some tea with metallic taste. It's his blood. And then work the start to becoming a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, was a fucking... It was a fucking ride. How did the tattoos... Did they disappear? No, it just like he's old, right? So tattoos fade. 
So she just okay. okay. No, I'll but it, he's no longer. But he's like no longer aging. Like, how does if he doesn't have like human blood stuff? How does the tattoo stay? That's a good point. It's no fucking idea. The skin wouldn't regenerate or whatever, right? Or just yeah. get old and wrinkly. But if he has blood to give fur to become a vampire, there's so many like how you can become a vampire, how you can, you know, there's a lot of different like changeling plot lines. So in this one, it makes sense. But I'm not really here to accept it. Vampire blood bound situation. Yeah. And there is a happy ending. Ish. Ish. <laughs> he was like, I guess I can't be stubborn anymore. And the whole time he's like, You're too stubborn. We're meant to be together. And she's like, I guess I just need to like reconcile the fact that the man in my dreams or in my nightmares is now the savior of my nightmares. And we have this like cosmic bond. And also now I'm a vampire, which was a very grueling process to read about in this book. And she had to go through it alone because vampires sleep during the day. So she just seems like violently ill all by herself for like hours upon hours. I don't know. And then he just like slept through it. And I'm like, wow. That sounds like an abusive partner who's who's like, you just have like, you're stuck with me now. And she's like, I guess like this is what it is. I guess I am. like not a lot so yeah i wasn't very happy i think specifically summer because of that like i just Mm -hmm. he was like it's my way or the highway and i know everything he's like i've been waiting 200 years to be like you know bound to you again and to like fix my fuck up of burning you in a sugar cane field please don't tell me that he was like following her since she was a kid no she That's just girl. walks into my life. Yeah. And I hate that when they're like, I've been obsessed with you. You were obsessed with a little tr- child. That's cool. No big deal. Yeah. That's right there. What's Renee's and I? Yeah. That's the last night, and they were checking out my bookshelves and they were judging me on it. And they were like, Twilight? Ooh. And I was like, You can judge. That's fine. That's your right. I missed the entire Twilight boat. I don't know if it's just because I'm like, I'm 34 and I feel like I was just like in my 20s already when Twilight came out. So I was like, for me, it's always been Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like that was like my thing. More than my thing. It was my entire personality. (laughs) It still is. Like, I remember I cried when the fourth book was over because like the series was over. Now I could not tell you the plot. <laughs> he's like a vampire, and there's some like Italian bad vampires. These stars, golds, and stuff. Plot. It was good at the time, though. Like when we were reading it, I liked the writing, but then I always remember being irritated with the fade to black, even like at our age, whenever we did read it. But you know what it kind of turned into for me, and why it's on my bookshelf, is it turned into one of those like easy comfort reads. Oh, for sure. So, like, on my bookshelf, and, like, every winter, when there's, like, certain weather outside, I will get the urge to read Twilight because they've written about it so explicitly in the book that now I've just, like, mentally combined certain weather with Twilight, and then I want to read it. 
And I wanted to finish it. I'll just like sit down for a few hours. So I'll be like, well, that was nice. Glad I started at this point in the book. And then that's it. I vibe with that. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's the same as like, for me, like Buffy was like, I rewatched it every year, right? But it's so interesting to see how obsessed I was, let's say, with like Angel, the main guy for so long until I got older and then older and then older and then realized he's 200 years old and he's obsessed with a 16 year old. <laughs> and I'm like, a second. <laughs> the same issue with my life. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, am I getting, is Buffy being ruined by my like adult brain all of a sudden? <laughs> like, yeah, it was crazy. Vampires, they mess with us, apparently. 100%, man. And there's just a lot of plot holes in like the definition and existence of vampires. Oh, for sure. I mean, they are, I guess they, they are kind of like mythical. So that makes sense. I'm like, I'm like, I call myself like a vampire purist where I cannot read anything, any vampire books because my entire teenage career was reading Anne Rice. So for me, like that's canon. Vampires that Anne Rice wrote is what vampires are. And I cannot read anything else. Like it's impossible. So I she's done a really good job with the lore of everything, but I'm sure there's plot holes in there too. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, tell us about your not not your book you wrote. That's my book. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. Go ahead. Mine was I found it super randomly too. I wasn't even looking for it. It was called it's called it's a duet actually. And it's called, the first book is called When We Crash. And I'm pretty sure the, I'm pretty sure the duet is called like literally something, reincarnation something. So I was like, ooh. And then when I read it, like I, when I read the, the synopsis or like the blurb, like I realized that it was close enough because a lot of reincarnation stories are based in fantasy or paranormal. And so I've always been really interesting to find interested in finding books that are really close to like, it could happen. You know what I mean? Like it could maybe happen, you know, it's like very in the real thing. So this book was high school. And I was like, of course, <laughs> we're going to read another high school romance. So this, so it starts basically it's this, I'm going to say man, I'm in my head, he's an adult, but maybe I'm wrong. He literally dies, okay, and then talks to like so. This is a so this is the part that's a little bit more paranormal of the entire book because everything else is like very just normal real life. He talks to like the angel of death, and he's like, "I can't leave her behind. Like she's my person. I cannot just go to the light, kind of thing, right?" So that's how it it starts, and so the angel of death is like, "You know what? <laughs> You're I." there's something about you so he's like i'll give you another chance so <laughs> yeah there's something that i like you know so i'm not gonna do what i'm supposed to do like this like super powerful, super powerful being is like let's do this and so if he like wakes up in basically in someone else's body but it's a it's an 18 year old that's like in high school 
So he's lost his entire memory. So he doesn't remember anything about that boy's life. So he so basically he's pretending to just have lost his memory, but he knows that he's not technically the person that he took over, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I didn't go so the whole thing is that he knows that he needs to go find this person. He doesn't know how to go about it. So he just goes to school and then eventually meets her in school. And he just knows. He doesn't. So maybe he does because I didn't read book two, but he doesn't have, he's not remembering. He has these like little glimpses or like when he wakes up, when he's waking up kind of thing, he has these like conversation with the angel of death where the angel of death is like, don't forget kind of thing. You know, and he's like, I need to go find her. But yeah. So it, my theory is that she died too. And so she took over another body as well. So there's these two souls that are not supposed to be in these bodies, basically, with another chance. Like it's a second chance kind of yeah. thing. So that's it. So it's it was very like in like aside from that like angel of death thing it was very very like contemporary high school romance you know it was a very speaking of slow burn it was a very slow burn like you know it was very high school in my opinion but very like i find that there was a lot of similarities in a weird way with my book like the one that i wrote yeah yeah that's an intriguing, it, it's like Freaky Friday, sort of, but. Yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. Not mom and daughter. So, like, it, it, and that's why I kind of just wanted to continue reading it, because that part of the story was intriguing of, like, okay, so how is this going to end? Like, who is this girl? Because mm-hmm. she has problems, too. So that was enough that I could, oh, my. It, Maybe it was just my mood and I'll just circle back and read it another time. But yeah, that was like the intriguing part for sure in the book. But it was just a little slow. Was it all in his point of view or was it like third? It was so it was all in his point of view, but I think it's going to change. The POV would change. Maybe book two would be in her point of view because every chapter would start with his names, which typically means that there's a dual POV somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. But all of it was, of what I read, it was all his point of view at this point. And that was like 50%. So, of the first book? Of the first book. Oh, I got you. Interesting. Yeah. But that would recommend it. Or- I would recommend it. It's like I would definitely recommend it. It's just like it's not a dark romance. You know what I mean? And that's like my bread and butter. You know. So it was like very, like I was because I I some people hate re- reading reviews. I love reading reviews. Like it doesn't really change my pers- like perception of the book itself, really. But well, maybe it is because I did read one where it said. He's the anti-alpha. And I was like, anti-alpha? <laughs> so he's just this, like, wholesome good guy. Like, that's great, you know, if you want to read that. But, like, that's not usually what I go for. <laughs> you know? Like, so it was very wholesome. So if someone really wants to go for that, 100%. It was super well written. Like, the prose was really good, too. Like, I have some quotes that are, like, beautiful. 
but it was just very wholesome. You know what I mean? There wasn't a lot of darkness, I guess, you know. It's very hard to review a book unbiased when we so clearly know what we like. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's definitely become a challenge over our podcast episodes, I'd say, Summer, as we've developed our own interest and as we continue to read more and more books. <laughs> like you, Naomi, like you, you're an author. You know what you like, right? Like that's, you've got it on lock. Exactly. Yeah. And it's hard to veer. It's, yeah, it's like I, I've noticed that like when I started, because I started reading dark romance or romance in general just a year ago. And then I proceeded to like read all of the books. <laughs> but like I noticed even at the beginning, my my palette was a lot more varied until now. It's like I know what I like. I'm not going to waste my time. I DNF left, right and center. Like I don't. <laughs> I, do, I don't have a problem with DNFing a book, for sure. I wish I could do that. I'm just stubborn. Like, I should have DNFed this. Like, I really should have. I should have just read a review and called it good and done. No. I finish it. I, I, it brings me joy to DNF. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't like things to be unfinished. No matter how much I know I'm going to not like it. I just still need it to be finished. There's a few books that I definitely hate read. So it's like, and it's you hate it enough to just finish it because you're like, I just want to complain about this. My own book, Was I Ever Here? is about Sunny and Byzantine. And also, funny, fun, fun fact, sort of. For some reason, when I was beta reading it, I. Island was in Canada. Oh no, it would never. And they were, they were like going to the beach all the time. And I was like, wow, you know, I, the summers must be really nice in Canada. Like, like I did not know these like nice beaches existed. And then when I started rereading it after you published it, oh yeah, it's like, a little drop in California or something. And I was like, okay, because I forget what it. I it was just a. It was like a, I didn't, I never mentioned what country it was in. Yeah. You were just like Knoxport. And I was like, obviously that's Canada. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. no signs point to it being Canada. I know what our brain does sometimes. That's so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. It might have been. About me, I will never read a book that's set in Canada. <laughs> or write a book that's set in Canada. <laughs> Are you from Canada? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured it was the person. Yeah, I don't know. I but it funny. Funny enough, a lot of Canadians agree with me. There's something about it that we're like, ew. Why would we want to read a book set in Canada? But I don't know. It's a thing. I don't know why. See, and I've never written a book in California, where I like grew up. I guess I did kind of write one in the South, but not in like Georgia. Or even Louisiana, where I've lived. But for some reason, I just assumed I was in Canada. This beachy book is in Canada. This is in Canada. This beach, definitely Canada. Because also, like, the, the, like, West Coast beaches, like, the Pacific beaches that me and Kelsey grew up with, like, they can definitely be, like, 
cold and bitter. So I was just like, that's like Canada, apparently. But somebody was talking about like tropical books, like books with tropical vibes. And somebody mentioned your book. And I was like, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, I think I was just saying it's like Megan. So she was like, really? And I'm like, I guess maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I do have books of tropical vibes that I would have liked to have been part of that conversation. I love that. Give me all the beachy vibes. Mm-hmm. I think the books that I like can still remember liking. A lot of them were beach books. Like, not even particularly phenomenal, but like beach books. And I'm like, here for it. There's just something about it. I'm not a fan of reading books that are set in, in winter in general. If. It felt limited. It depends. It depends. If it's like truly on theme and it's like in Russia or something, then I'll be like, yeah, it's winter over there. It's cold there. That's a vibe. It also like limits a lot of things, right? Like they can't be wearing like sexy short clothing. They like can't just spontaneously have sex wherever because it's their (laughs) dick frostbitten. (laughs) I've read a book though where it was like very much like a Russian situation or like very cold place and like they would just talk about how they'd still just wear whatever they wanted and they'd just have sex wherever and they would just be like it's fine and be like it's not fine but like it's fine because we're just used to it we grew up here i mean like i literally can't orgasm if my feet are cold (laughs) (laughs) and you're trying to tell me that you're having sex like on a frozen lamppost like no i'm not here for that I also recently told the story. So if it was to either of you, be like, I've heard it, move on. But when I was in seventh or eighth grade, I went to Quebec with my French class. And we're like these like California kids. And we literally, I think it was in January, maybe, or February. So it was like snowy. Literally all of us, anywhere we went, like, like full on snowsuits. Like, we like I'm like the chuckers, <laughs> the like puppy pants, like full on men. We also had to wear these like neon blue like scarves so that they could like tri- keep track of us. And these like pins that said "Please speak to me in French." And we would always like try to talk to people in English, and then sometimes they would like point at it and try to speak to us in French. Or be- was that were in this in the city of Quebec or in the pro- old? We were, like, in the old city. So, the city. <laughs> I didn't know. Double check. <laughs> but were you, there uh, for that? Were, you, were you there for that whole, like, because they have that super wintry festival thing where it's, like, full of ice. And were you there for that? Do you remember that? Or you never just straight up work? <laughs> well, no, like... Every day we woke up our snow band like genders. And I remember like thinking it was so like cool. It's like, oh my god, you can tell like who's local and who's not, because the locals are just wearing like jeans. And I like did a <laughs> process that like we were freaks. <laughs> but we they did have like that like the ice like castle sort of yeah, thing. I think that you were like tubing like where they're just like eight person like tubes we took yeah like i mean it was an awesome trip but we looked like idiots 
I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you that. It's very, very cold in January and February, <laughs> especially if you're like from California or it's like somewhere hot. So I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> Anywho, so Naomi's book does not take place in Canada. Um, <laughs> takes place in the beach town and sunny and Byzantine. Hey guys, this is summer editing. I realized that we forgot to put a content warning. Naomi's book deals with heavy suicide themes and suicide ideation. So if you want to skip that, go ahead to minute 55 and 30 seconds. It's a happy ending, guaranteed, as it is a romance novel. Alrighty, take care. So it starts in like Byzantine's perspective and he's a different person and it's like in the olden days. They were like at an inn with like bread and cheese sort of olden days. You know, like, well, what was it like 1800s maybe? Yeah. Okay, cool. And he was a different person and his lover was a different person. And it, it was, and you like go through, it's like a very short scene of like his lover dying. And then it cuts to Byzantine dying, like in real life as Byzantine in the present. Then it fast forwards like 10 years. Turns out he didn't actually die. He like had, he got his throat cut, but he somehow lived. And in that like dying and coming back experience, he got all of his like past life memories and knows from his like that like moment that he and this other soul who they've both been like different people different genders like different sexualities throughout different past lives but they always find each other and it always ends with i'm gonna say her but because like sunny is the person in the present with sunny's soul dying i think every time by suicide right pretty much yeah or close yeah. It's like an almost because like the the opening scene, it was like an almost and then it was an accidental death. But it was like that was the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, this isn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Uh, not contemporary. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. And. Byzantine is kind of like in this like local gang, kind of just like a general like crime syndicate vibes. And. Sunny is working at a bar and she's a sad girly, like struggles with depression. So it like tracks with her like past souls. And Byzantine finds out 10 years later who the person is who tried to kill him. Five years. Oh, sorry, five years. The book I'm currently writing is 10 years jump. <laughs> five years later, Byzantine finds out that the person who tried to kill him is now living under different identity in this town boxport or whatever wait did byzantine like not live there beforehand did he move there no so we see like hiding right under his like he was he left town and then came back thinking that if he could just change his identity they wouldn't find him kind of thing okay okay because i do have to admit i did not finish the new published version so if i do get things wrong i didn't even expect you to (laughs) but then i do get things wrong like so anywho finds out that gary with one r because for some reason when i was beta reading for naomi she spelled gary with two r and 
every time I read it, it took me out of the scene. And I was like, this is weird. Is this on purpose? Like, I can't handle this. No one told me otherwise, except for you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> Summer was out of the scene. Yeah. You are an influencer right there. Oh, she definitely influences me. That's for sure. Oh, she influenced me for the the best part, almost. You know which one so Byzantine at one point is like about to take on stick and I'm like why did I think that was going to be tattooed <laughs> and I was like oh this can be arranged <laughs> yes <laughs> so absolutely love my influence Gary yeah. O'Connor and the tattoo dicks okay but basically Gary Byzantine shows up to kill Gary because he's like you tried to kill me you got to go yeah. when he's there and killing Gary at this pub, pub, bar, restaurant that he owns. Doesn't he? He doesn't own it. He owns it. Oh, he's a man. He owns it. Oh, Gary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He owns it. Okay, Gary owns it. So at this place where Gary works and owns it, comes in, kills Gary, sees Sunny. Sunny's like shell shocked because this guy just like came in and killed somebody, and he's like, "Oh my god, it's her." Like, this is the soul that I've been every year. Like, yeah. The like, one, this is my this soul. The one who just killed someone else. Then looks at me no. and is like, okay, this. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The guy that just killed someone in front of the bartender and then the bartender. Thank you. Okay. I was off eyes. Yeah. And I'm like, what person did I just miss in the scene here? Byzantine. Byzantine is the one that killed Gary. Okay. Yeah. Gary with two R's. Gary with two R's. <laughs> and I'll, I like literally my brain, I'm like Gary with two R's and tattooed dick. Like that's how it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> now. It's like in the office when Michael is like showing how he like, like mnemonic <laughs> devices to remember people's names. And he yeah. just goes through and is like, mole, four eyes, baldy. <laughs> Tattooed dick. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, so anywho, basically, then Byzantine is like, this is my person. Like, this is my, like, I have another life. I'm cognizant of all these past lives now. Like, I have to find a way to make this work and, like, keep her around so she basically doesn't die. So he starts, like, stalking her more or less. Then he buys the bar because it's now without an owner. And Sunny is like, you just killed somebody now you're like here and like following me around to me this screams dark romance logic like <laughs> of course i mean is there any other decision like there was no other way to like you buy in the bar yeah okay cool yeah talking to um yeah dark and it really is like really just finally becoming clear to me in many ways <laughs> So, like now that I'm reading it, like truly reading like a variety of times, then I'm like, it's really just, I don't know, the looking glass here. Anyways, darker color. Keep going. Keep going. Usually, if you like ask yourself, like, would a sane person do this? And if the answer is no, then the dark romance hero is going to do it. He's going to do it nine out of 10 times. But it's really character driven. Like, the plot is basically them just. Finding each other, Byzantine basically convincing her to like 
give them a try. The sexual tension is chef's kiss. So she's like into it, but she's also like, <laughs> crazy and like just killed a guy <laughs> again then she he killed another guy for her come on or, yeah no okay it was for her it was a touch her or die and die touch her and die situation it was a severe touch it was, it was a bear it was a graze <laughs> I know. okay I mean, technically she was mugged but like she didn't even she came out of it like fine <laughs> yeah okay yeah just, anywho i'm killing people i'm tattooing their dicks and i'm changing their names <laughs> yeah legacy and i'm pulling them in three in lords of pain wow on my tombstone what a legacy that's amazing <laughs> i mean yeah so basically it's them trying to rekindle byzantine is like i can't fuck this up sunny is still like in active depression and struggling with that but also you know falling in love and kind of has that like battle of like well I love him but like he's not necessarily enough like it's my you know like it's my brain and he's like why am I not enough like basically they have a climax event (laughs) they have quite a few Uh, but there's like yeah, the kind of snippets of the different past lives and, like, how they all ended. And it's, like, I don't want to, like, give away what I think is the ending because it's good. But, anywho, well, you know what I mean? Like, I, like it's them trying to rewrite, rewrite how all the other past lives have ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, like, breaking the pattern, basically. Yeah. That's what they needed to do this time. And like Byzantine, it wasn't as obvious. I find I felt like what his pattern was of breaking, but it was like a very deep, like complacency of just letting her be a sad girly. You know what I mean? And like not sort of just like turning a blind eye. You know? And then this one, he was like, "No, no, no, you ain't going nowhere." And she was like, "Damn it, <laughs> damn." Ah, oh, shucks. Yep, it was really good. Enjoyed. And this is the book with the best sip, spicy, right? No, no, the the next one the best. I think. Okay, so if that's one with the best spicy, I can only imagine how good this one is. The spice scenes too. Well, there's the crawl scene that there's the crawl scene that I had to write because I kept finding fade to black. So that was my favorite. No, is that my favorite? I think so, probably. I feel like it's blasphemy that there's fake black royalty. Oh, dude. What? Like, even I the worst, the worst part is that the book that I read, I had purposely chose because people were like, there's crawling scenes in there. And it was super spicy, the book. And it so happened that the two, or at least the one crawl scene was fade to black. Or the only fade to black scene in the entire book. <laughs> Okay, so this was a sign from the universe that you were going to make the best fade to black scene. Or sorry, not fade. So on fade to black. <laughs> fade to black crawling scene. Yeah. Stay there. Gosh. I had to. For my girlies, you know? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. We do the Lord's work. I really am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question. Yeah. So this book is Sunny and Byzantine. Yeah. 
currently obsessed with Connor and Lennox, who are the Byzantine's best friend and Sunny's best friend. That is what book two is. I would like to know, Kelsey asked me this question previously, mm -hmm. uh, what drink would Connor and Lennox be if they were a drink? Oh, oh, plot twist. Let's do what drink would they be individually? And then <gasps> Kelsey's looking at me like plot twist, right? The question. That's the first question. Plot twist. <laughs> you plot twist already. <laughs> well, like what drinks would they be individually? And then what drink would they be as a couple? Okay, so we're talking about Lennox and Connor, right? <laughs> okay. Lennox, easy peasy. She's a margarita. Yeah. Or just strawberry mango. Or just like tequila, like straight up. You know what I mean? And I actually have a scene where she like down. You read that. You already read that one where she just like drinks a bottle of tequila right before she, she well, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> right before she goes to the, the other place. Connor would be, I'm, because I'm trying to think what I'm, what am I making him drink? And he's drinking the same thing as Byzantine, which is just like whiskey. But I think that, let me think about this. I think he would be, because Byzantine, I think, was more of a like, bourbon type of guy so he would be like a bourbon just on ice or something but it, connor wants to be like he's wearing his suits and stuff and he's trying to be all like fancy. so he would be like a scotch drinker you know not just like whiskey but like scotch you know so he'd be a scotch together wow that's a good one it has to be like it would have to be something like that sort of like hits you in the face you know like a like a car bomb do you know what a car bomb is <laughs> yes is that when you drop like jaeger into a beer or something not jaeger but to a close it's it's well bombs are when you drop it but a car bomb is guinness and then the shot is bailey's and jameson so <clears throat> that really hits you in the face especially the way yeah. that we do it in canada like i i know that some people it's like you're not allowed to over serve whatever but in quebec no one cares about that so it's like half like like a full pint like half pint of guinness and then like a full it's just like a lot <laughs> so i feel like they would just be a lot you know <laughs> yeah they had a combination of like smoky and sweet like, I feel like that combines their drinks together very, very well. And I also like that it's a bomb. Like, and then it's a bomb. It had to be a bomb, like, 100%. Because they're the, the, they're so fiery. It's insane. And I, like, I'm, like, I know everyone's signs, like, sun signs. And so, like, Byzantine and Sunny was interesting because they were, Byzantine was a Taurus. Sunny was a Scorpio. So the mood was a lot more just, like, low like down not down to earth but it was very you know the mood of the book was just dark you know with no real fire to it but then connor and lennox she's a leo <clears throat> and he's an aries and those are two fire signs so i already knew that it was gonna be this like whole bomb and it's already been and i think that's why that scene works so well because it's just explosive like <laughs> They're just constantly trying to one-up each other. Yeah. Ugh. And it just ends up serving the reader best. Because I'm upset. Like, as much as, like, 
was I ever here is going to be my baby debut novel those you know Sunny in, in a lot of ways was me you know she was very not me but for all the sad girly parts that was just me right so I wrote I wrote a lot of myself in that book but Lennox and Connor are like my absolute obsession I don't think I was as obsessed with the the, the first two because I think it's just there's just something about them <laughs> You know, Summer, you know. The drink that I was picturing, though, I don't think I can, like, deny the car bomb. But the drink that I was picturing as a, as a couple is some sort of liquor. It's probably tequila. And take like a shot. You put a lemon on top or an orange slice on top of it. Then you light it on fire and you shake cinnamon on it and it, like, sparks. I and I, I like, yes, yes, I'll allow that one, too. <laughs> I feel like maybe the the car bomb is like them when they're not having sex and just like them coexisting and then the other one is them having sex and I also could see Connor of like a, like a bougie boutique like mezcal oh yeah 100% for sure but, but like a very like limited like, edition run yeah she- <laughs> Like I can see, like like Connor like drinking his little mezcal and shit, and then like Lennox just reading. I don't know if it this is a Canadian thing, like a expression, but speed rail, like you know the bottom of the like the cheapest tequila, basically the one that's like the cheapest in the on the menu. We call it speed rail, and so she'd be just like sipping her like <laughs> random shit tequila, like who gives a fuck? And he's like, yum, yum, yum. oh god, I love them. If you had to pick an animal that represented the book you read with Makaka and Gigi, like, like, and what would it be? Picturing kind of like a sewer rat with like maybe a like a nuclear radioactive disease. I'm kind of picturing something a little <laughs> beetle. Where it's shiny, but it's like also really gross. And a beetle, like a beetle, like some kind of like, like Egyptian beetle that like falls out of a curse, like sarcophagus, and you can know that it's opposing you. We can put some of those, and I feel like it goes with like the cosmic karmic convention business, right? So I'm thinking like a kind of like grain beetle, where you're like that could be pretty, but at the same time, like no. It's a bug. <laughs> Why scurries around? Yeah, where he's kind of funny, looks a little toxic. Yes, and that's what I'm thinking. Sarcophagus beetle. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think that was going to go, but I stand by it. It's really- I'm, I'm happy you are. <laughs> I feel like I read the book with that explanation and now that animal comparison. (laughs) Without the rage. That's what you meant. The rage. Okay. Maybe it's like a locust swarm of those beetles. So I guess not locust, but... Oh, it's beetles. Or those biblical swarm situations. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, what about the rage? But it could very much be for you and many other readers because there was eight 
books. Like I read the eighth in the series. For all I know, it's still going. Yeah, she could have just ran out of steam by the eighth. But wait, is every book <clears throat> the same characters? I think they're different characters. Okay. <laughs> They're different characters. Unimpressed. I'm just like <laughs> trying to see what she would come up with. Because it's so much easier to come up with reincarnation stories if you've got some paranormal knocking about for sure. Like it's much easier to. Because that's what I'm having a hard time. I didn't expect to integrate the reincarnation trope in book two at all. Because. It's hard to figure out ways that are like near reality for it to work. You know what I mean? So I was like, I didn't promise anything, but happy, happily enough, it there's a small little reincarnation plot in there. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to figure out for sure. Well, I think also like with the way you've done it is it's you're not creating like a world based around this like magic or the situation. So like. You don't have to deal with all the complicated world building. It's also one of those things where the characters themselves like don't fully understand it. So it's okay yeah. if you leave some gaps. Like it's it's very much like if somebody was to go to, you know, like a medium and they told them something that like they're like, holy shit, like is it yeah. otherworldly or supernatural? Like that's definitely something that happens in real life. So Yeah. And that's kind of like yeah. what because, like, something that, like, not a lot of people know about me because, like, I keep that separate from, like, the writer world. But, like, I've had years of being in the, like, spirituality community and talking about past lives. And, like, it's been my obsession forever, right? So I've read a lot of, like, nonfiction books about it. And I've always been like, oh, I would love to read a write a book about it. But I don't want to write a book being like this is this and you kind of lose you know you don't I don't want to preach about it because that wasn't so it was really refreshing to write characters that actually didn't know what the fuck was going on you know what I mean and it didn't have all the answers so for me it's really fun to just like Byzantine especially this like grumbly tough dude that's like figuring out it's it was so interesting for me to like <laughs> be in his head you know like I was gonna say I love that Byzantine is like this like broody gangster murderer who's just like dude i don't know how it works yeah but by the way this is what's happening like <laughs> it's real and i'm gonna kill you if you don't believe it <laughs> so this is my question for this week okay if you had to pick a trope that would like define your relationship or like your life what would it be oh sorry no a couple of years could work you could work never mind <laughs> for me what do you mean last i'm over here thinking to myself i need some preparation for this question right well i was thinking like because your relationship is like undip in the middle of something okay yeah what you're saying i thought i thought it was my life and now it's my it's relationship in my life it's not my life are we talking about relationships or just us that's what that would be for me real how about whichever way you want to interpret the question whatever gives you in the easiest answer 
Do you have your answer? Yeah. No. I, girl, I just came up with this. Okay, I'll pick a different one. That's a um, question. Yes, yeah, so your question. Yeah. It's just gonna take a minute. I feel. Naomi, do you have any idea? Are you in a relationship? I know nothing about. I am. Um, it's like. I I would say that there's a little bit of faded, not star-crossed really, but there was a lot of like bizarre little like coincidences to our relationship. You know what I mean? That like looking back, you're like, what the fuck? Like this one, the the like one of the major ones was like the first time he saw me. He asked me out like four months later, but the first time he saw me at the bar, he turned to his friend and was like, I'm gonna marry her didn't talk to me for four months and then that same night years later i was looking through pictures because i was out with my friends and he's in the background of the picture yeah so it's like one of those things where it's like you're like oh the universe was really conspiring you know what i mean like <laughs> i really like that yeah so what would that be that trope that's not stark cross because that needs to be like they've had some problems right <laughs> you like faded mates faded mates then i'm gonna say faded mates yeah or sort of like they're, they're like a long time coming like like there's like some sort of like veil where they're kind of just going like parallel and then as soon as the yes. lifted they're like duh like uh, there was a lot of oh god and i've watched a few movies like that and it's so frustrating as a reader or a viewer but like of missing each other like i years later i realized that we were in the same concert and I was on the top with my ex-boyfriend and he was at in the bottom. And I was like, we were in the same room, <laughs> like things like that. I'm like, what? Like we never met. We had people in common. We had friends in common, never met. You know what I mean? So it was perfect timing kind of thing, you know? We really like that. Yeah. I think, I think that that would be mine. So Gabby was best friends with my big and my sorority's best friend like they were all in this like friend group together and so we had been circling each other and my big would always be like i'd be like oh who's gonna be at the party tonight blah blah she was like oh so and so so and so and gabby and i was like who's gabby and she's like you've met her and i'm just like i just i can't like it's just like one of those things where i was always drunk <laughs> and always just somewhere like not paying attention and Gabby was like, yeah, I always just knew you as like Megan's drunk little, which is fair. And there's a picture of us at my sorority's like formal, my freshman year, like on Bourbon Street. And she's in the picture because obviously like we were all in the same sort of friend group. But, you know, so I'd obviously like met her a bunch of different times, but apparently. Whoops. Wow. And there, there was even times when I was like at parties at her house. Like I remember. Later, I found out that, like, I was sitting in her bedroom. Like, <laughs> oh, there's also pictures of me, my freshman year, in her dorm room after, like, one of the sorority events. Because, like, she was, like, so part of, like, my sorority group of friends. But I was, like, a year below that. So it was, anywho, I was, but I think it was good that, like, we didn't really connect. Because, one, I probably was still, like, I only like girls when I'm drunk. But also, yeah. <laughs> but also, like, I needed my hoe fades. 
you know? Oh, yeah. And, but then the first time we met that I like am remembering, it was when I came back from abroad. She had also just gotten back from a study abroad. And we were at like a family dinner with all the, this group of friends I keep talking about. And I was sitting across from her from the table and I was just like, wow. There's like this, I took like a Snapchat of her like hugging a dog and like being stupid. And I rewatched that Snapchat like a bazillion times. She was wearing like Doc Martens and had an undercut. And I was like, she like could definitely be gay. And I was like, or she's not gay. And like, we're going to be best friends and it's going to suck. Uh, and apparently she was thinking the same thing about me because I had kind of like been seeing a girl. And she was like, I think I thought like Megan said that like Summer was, you know, sort of seeing this person. But then she said that Ian Summerholder was like her celebrity crush. <laughs> so she was like, so I guess not. But basically, like as soon as we met, like, <laughs> like actually remembered it, it was love at first sight. Aww. So we're at first sight. <laughs> but so that's that. I guess we still have a term for that trope. But Kelsey, you, yeah, the the term is. I would like to just <laughs> met before ho phase had ended, but ho phase ends with them. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, that works. Bingo. I don't like I can't eat whatsoever. Just kept question because y'all have some great things going on. I I'm not gonna say I'm in my whole phase, but I'm dealing things with my life. So, <laughs> well, as my mom said, it you are living your best life in a very like healthy, experiencing in her twenties, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> Background: My mom said that Kelsey might get smited, and then tried to backpedal, and was like, no, 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 like she is healthy doing like very healthy things for a 20 something year old like living her best life and then it's like <laughs> dude you gotta live your best life like you do you really just gotta go for it i am so happy i did all of the things <laughs> you know what i mean like okay. my 20s were back full of experiences <laughs> <laughs> I would be also a much worse author without my hoe phase. Oh, same. I would. What? For sure. I'm already like, the dicks are already like seven years in the distance. I'm like having to do surveys and shit to keep up. To, it's my continued up education. Today. My continued dictation. No. Listen <laughs> better in my head. I do dick. A dictation. My continued addiction. You, you need to do your... No. <laughs> I was just trying to do a due diligence, a due diligence. On that hilariously beautiful note, dear listeners, yeah. Naomi, where can people find you online? <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram at Naomi Loud dash no underscore underscore so it's like a double underscore you know what i mean right yeah. <laughs> okay and then on tiktok naomi dot loud <clears throat> that's pretty much where yeah that's it not i'm not on twitter i'm not on twitter that's for sure i don't even know how that works yeah me neither i'm not interested 
put either you're in Twitter or you're out of Twitter. And I just forever remained out of Twitter and I'm okay with mm-hmm. it. Me too. And I'm no FOMO, zero FOMO. <laughs> We're done. Naomi, once again, thank you so much for talking with us today. It has been a ride. It has been entertaining. It's been all over the place and I've loved every second of it. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you. It was so much fun. I had all of the laughs. It it flew by, actually. Yes. That's when we know it's a good episode. So, dear listeners, you will hear us in the next one. Doodles. Doodles. Doodles.